Welcome to the Grazing Podcast for Robertson Sheetham Farmers Co-op. My name is Clint, and I will be your host as we record live from our beautiful Springfield, Tennessee location inside our podcast studio. Robertson Cheatham is a member-owned farm supply cooperative. You can learn more about us on our website, yourfarmerscoop.com, in addition to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Welcome back to the Grazing Podcast for Robertson Cheatham Farmers Co-op. If you like coffee, this is going to be the episode for you because we have Mr. Jeff and Mary Linda Mundy owners of Authentic Coffee, located right off of 31W in White House, Tennessee, is our guest today. So we are excited to get to talk to them and learn more about what's going on at Authentic Coffee. Mondays, how we doing? Doing good this morning. Thank doing you, great. Clint. Hey, I appreciate y'all taking the time to do this. Yeah. Um, before we get started, as far as what's going on out here, we've been talking for a while before this, but I want to hear about the story of the Mondays, how they came into existence. Oh, wow. How did, how did y'all meet? I, and that's my story. I can tell that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, that is so hilarious. I, I, was, I worked in the fire sprinkler industry for 35 years or so, but back in 1990, uh, I was working at the mall at Green Hills. They were doing a complete uh, renovation of the whole mall, you know, all the little shops and everything. And, and I was working in the Laura Ashley store, and I looked out, and there she was. <laughs> uh, Mary That's Linda, hilarious. she was a security guard at Private the mall. Private security for the mall, yes. Yeah, she, and, and her number is 52. So <laughs> you say, come in, 52. <laughs> but um, so anyway, I approached her and asked her, you know, if she wanted to go out. And she kind of just blew me off, you know. And and she blew me off a couple of times. And, and then I started parking in the fire lanes and just intentionally you know trying to be a troublemaker <laughs> so i could get but get we married eventually uh what seven months later um yeah february the 15th. yes i finally our, committed our, and our first date out was when they opened the new section of the mall which is the there at the molly green hills so so my my first question is how did you finally get her to go on a date with you? Did you have to commit a crime of some sort? Our, our first date was the grand opening of the mall. It was very formal, and that was our first date. It was on August the 1st. Oh, yeah, and I had an 87 Camaro Super Sport convertible. Very nice. You know, black. It was, it was, just, it it was, was my slick. baby, yeah, and I kept it in the garage. And uh, so she, she maybe I think she was kind of a little bit impressed with that, maybe, but the biggest mistake was letting her drive it because I mean, one day she wanted to borrow it and and she's letting the top down and you know I had everything just polished and but but her fingernails came across that <laughs> vinyl window and I'm, I'm just cringing and I used to have a CJ7 Jeep um, a limited so we would swap vehicles and that's what he would drive while I was using his vehicle well, I'm just I'm kind of I would have never expected for you to be in um as far as a career being in security, what what made you well, want to do Well, because I had just moved to Nashville prior to that, meeting Jeff, and I was looking for work, and I was struggling with it. Um, so some friends of ours told me about a job there at the Molly Green Hills. This guy named John White was, uh, was the security supervisor there. He was a retired, um, what is it, state trooper. He used to 
he used to um, be the trooper in uh, for the government. You know, he used to take them. You know, he used to con uh, patrol them. And um, he called me one day, and I was surprised that he he hired me. But then he also even let me work through my pregnancy with our first son, Luke. Mm. I couldn't believe that. But it was a real nice mall, very laid back. We used to see a lot of stars there too. You know, it, uh, it that's a that's a great love story. As far as I don't think I've ever heard one quite like that, where you gotta you gotta get this this young woman's attention, and you gotta do it by potentially <laughs> yeah. I gotta I gotta park where I'm not supposed to, or I gotta I gotta commit this violation. Maybe I'll get it, but it seems like it worked. Yeah, I did. well, yeah, you know, that was you know finally what happened. I mean, really, before our first date. I told my apprentice, my helper, I said, look, you know, there's too many fish in the sea. Forget her, you know. I'm, I'm not even going to deal with it anymore. And a, and a month or so later, another security officer came up and handed me her phone number that she had given to him to, to give to me. So so she kind of, at some point, I guess, uh, gave me the opportunity mm -hmm. to get to know her. I could tell you a funny story about that. When we got married, and I still remained working there until I got pregnant with Luke, you know, they let me work through my pregnancy. And then when I gave him my two weeks notice, because he said, it's best for you just to stay home and raise, you know, raise the kids there. Because I had another son prior to this marriage where his father was killed in a car accident. And that's how I landed here in Nashville. The guy from Maintenance, his name was Keith, he comes looking for me one day. He goes, Merlinda. Um, I, I need you to come to the office with me. Something had just happened. I said, what's going on? He said, Jeff fell into a dumpster. And he's, all, <laughs> he's got a concussion. <laughs> I said, what was he doing? I said, because, you know, they were remodeling still some of the stores, and they were throwing a lot of good stuff, and that's what he was in the dumpster doing. <laughs> dumpster diving, yeah. Well, I actually <laughs> fell out of the dumpster, and it was plywood. It was some yes. nice three-quarter-inch plywood, seven sheets. <laughs> well, not long after that, there was a friend of mine that I became real good friends with, a lady that had a store there, and we went to her Christmas party, and he was in a what was it, a cast? <laughs> he was in a cast, and it was a very sophisticated, high-class party. And we were a couple hillbilly rednecks there. <laughs> As we were so. hanging around there, we got involved with a little group of people, and these guys were like attorneys and stuff like that. and they <laughs> Doctors and lawyers. And yeah. Well, what happened to you? Yeah. I, got, I turned so red that I just wanted to turn away. They asked him that, oh, I fell out of a dumpster. <laughs> And then they they, they go, walked away and started did. conversation with them. <laughs> I never forgot that. But that you, that didn't uh, extinguish the flame that y'all no. had going. No, no. We, we had it. It, it was um, it was quite a fun thing, and we've been married going on 32 years next month. So mm -hmm. congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. It's been years. it's been rough and tumble too. You know. I, I, Marriages are all not bliss all the time. You know, there's there's issues sometimes. But yeah, uh, I, I will say that as we've gotten older, we're, we're more tolerant of each other, and or we we're like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, and 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 you you know you love your wife, you love your husband, but you still are an individual, and you're still going to do kind of do what you want to do too. It, uh, well, like you just said, it's it's certainly not all bliss, um, and life is just hard in general sometimes. But when you have a mate there to see yeah, you through it, support true. you through it, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. 
and obviously y'all have that 32 years. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, as far as authentic coffee, I don't think I realized that uh, y'all were the owners here until until recently. Because somebody was talking about authentic coffee, and they were talking about how the whole, how wonderful the owners were, and uh, they said, you know, they live over there, kind of off Armstrong Road in that area. And they said their last name was Monday. And I'm like, I think that's my neighbors. Because yeah. we, yeah, we, we, we are our neighbors. Yes, yeah. we are. Then come, come to find out that y'all were the owners. And, um, you know, I, I've heard, this is my first time out here, I'm ashamed to say. But it is it is a wonderful place as far as the, the rustic Asperger. decor that y'all have put together here. As well as the, um, we were talking, it kind of seems like one of those old-timey country stores where people used to gather and have community amongst each other. It seems like we have that here. So, you know, what was the idea, by, as far as the genesis behind Authentic Coffee, how did all this come together? Well, we uh, we were raising our children, you know, and, and working jobs and everything too, but uh, we kind of wanted a place where we could, for one, I wanted a place where when I re- did retire, I could kind of keep working, but I had the vision or dream that, you know, hey, this will be great for our kids. We can play music. We can do homeschool study together and just hang out and have a good time. And, you know, as it turned out, and we wanted our kids to work here too, and they did for a while. But, you know, as it turns out, you know, your vision or your dreams are not the same as your children's mm-hmm. dreams. And they have, you know, so they're going, they're going their they're own separate way. separate ways, yes. But we're... We've been here, we opened on April Fool's Day of 2010, so we've been here, we're going on 14 years, and uh, really it's been such a blessing, and, you know, God has has allowed this to uh, to, to take place, you know, uh, it took like two and a half years for us to really break even or generate a profit, and, you know, a lot of businesses, a lot of small businesses are like that when you, you get into it, you know, you pour your heart and soul into it, and you have to take some of your paycheck from your regular job and put into it but but eventually it does you know pay off and uh but but the real reward is is the people Mm -hmm. i mean the people we've met the friends we've made over the years it's just it just it's changed our lives really because you know we we see these folks we have our friday night bluegrass and that's uh, another thing friday night bluegrass came started from where we race our kids and taking them to festivals as they were growing up because they were always doing their own thing with music in general. Like Sierra, our daughter that's 28 now, she was um, she was a mandolin player. And our son Luke, of course, profession in banjo since nine years old. And our daughter Isabella being the smallest, she was always just clogged dancing around them. <laughs> and Jeff would be playing the upright bass. And so, so as they got older and as we got, they were starting to go their separate ways, we just decided, why don't we just open up a coffee shop and also make it a music place on Friday nights. Now we also have country jams here the third Saturday of every month, which is from two to five. So so it's not like a, um, you know, when, when you think of a coffee shop, you know, what comes to my mind is a a chain kind of like Starbucks or Dunkin Donuts mm-hmm, it's but not this is this is all together different in a community gathering too because we had our daughter Sierra doing Jeep meets here mm-hmm. 
for 10 years straight and uh, we will get over 400 Jeeps showing up here with food vendors, music, live music. And then being a community gathering, we also have people that come in here, which is a blessing to us. They have Bible studies sometimes mm -hmm. on, in the mornings, what, Mondays? Just different days. Different like, days. But yeah, we basically are just trying to provide a place, a community gathering place uh, we do want to honor Jesus Christ first and foremost. That's that's you know mm -hmm. we're not gonna hide that, um, and we're not gonna try to sh shove it down people's throats either. But you know we we do give God all the all the credit and all the glory. But um, we want to provide a community place where people can just come and hang out. If you want to, we've had a wedding here before. Um, you know, we've had a lot of graduation parties, birthday parties, and things like that. Bridal showers. So it's like an this. event space, but we don't really charge, you know, for, or we haven't in the past. We've just asked people just to buy your drinks here, and, you know, we'll work it out that way. Uh, we've had a little issue with that, so uh, it just depends on the situation. But we try not to charge for the space if we keep from it and just want to provide a place for people. Uh, but, of course, we still have to make money. Still have to pay the light bill, the Wi-Fi bill, all the, you know, those those things. But God does take care of it. So, uh, we've had, as Mary Linda said, the Jeep, the Jeep meet. Uh, we had our last one this year, the 10th annual, because Sierra moved out out to Washington State. But we uh, we're now having Tennessee Toyotas coming here. They've come twice last year, and they're they're out of Robertson County, um, and they'll be coming <clears throat> two more times this. And 24. Uh, also, we have a tractor, antique tractors, and old trucks and stuff. Those guys, they and what's funny about this, uh, you know, the Jeep people, and I love Jeep people. My daughter's one of them, but they're a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, high maintenance. They're a little bit more high maintenance. People. <laughs> they are. And then the the tractor, the tractor and the thresherman guy, they come over here and with those small engines and things and they're just laid back you know it's just such a different different kind of uh, environment group. but it's fun it's all fun and we love it all we, we just want we've had um, political candidates you know and that, that's one thing we don't want to we really don't want to side on with one or the other toes but yes. hey if if john doe wants to post his signs here and jane smith wants to post her signs here that's fine we'll We'll let them, we don't mind. We don't, but we, you know, we, we just want to have that community sense and, and, uh, and honor God and honor our country and, and, and be what we are. Well, y'all are an asset to the community in the way you're, you're hospitable people. You're very kind people. You know, I've, I've gotten to know you uh, just us being neighbors from each other and uh, you know the service that y'all are providing for the community, it's rare. There's not many places like this. And it just it just kept popped into my brain the word authentic. Y'all are authentic, sincere people. You know. You well, you know, and that's that's a daily challenge. You know, we want to be. That's what we want to be. But sometimes you find yourself not being that way, or you know. And, and you were talking about other coffee shops. I've been. I, I did a lot of research. I would go to a lot of just different coffee shops here and there to get ideas and learn. I even worked at Starbucks for a year and a half part time to to kind of as an inside mole you know getting all the, uh, getting all the information and things like that but but i've gone into coffee shops where it's like the people were just like plastic you know and, <laughs> that's and, funny and i don't he puts that. i want to be 
authentic, authentic but, but, yes. but, but yet we still you know you have to check yourself because you still will be non-authentic sometimes you know if you're not careful we, so, we, we like to treat people our, and we our tell our workers too our, our slogan yes. is real is good real is so good yes we feel like you know to be genuine is a good thing you well, know it's so refreshing because unfortunately in the current society we're in it's mm-hmm. a rarity to find that as, as far as um a sense when when you interact with somebody, you walk away from the conversation feeling feeling filled up, like you got your love tank filled up from it. As far right. as you know, just listening and somebody being receptive to you and and warm and asking you questions and just being intentional with people. Yeah, that's what people want. I think that is important. You know, yes. even when you go to church, you know, people say, "Hey, how you doing?" He's, "I'm fine," <laughs> and you know. You may not be fine. Do you really want to hear how I'm doing? <laughs> yes. No. But no, I mean it, it. It is good, and and you just hit on it really with with me. I, I've learned as I've gotten older, just maybe listen more to people, you know, rather than talk. Yes. Yes. And people and people love to uh, people love to talk about themselves. Yeah, you know, yes. that's just human nature. We we all do to some degree. So when you can ask people questions and uh, you know prove to them that you you care what they're saying and you can do it in a place like this with such um it's 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 not a it's not outdated, but it's I think it's what people are longing for as far as a, a dwelling to come into and feel like they're part of something. Well, we hope so. So. so y'all do what's called bluegrass <clears throat> Friday nights every here. Friday nights, yes. And yeah. people call and they say, so "When does bluegrass start?" And when when they call us, it it's a jam. What what I mean by a jam is people they just show up. There's not a certain time, but it starts getting pretty strong after seven or seven thirty. Seven thirty is what I'm trying to say. Excuse me. And sometimes we go up to midnight. Sometimes till two o'clock in the morning. This is on Fridays. And it's still going strong. It gets really strong between eight and nine, and it just depends on the people who shows up. Sometimes we do have slow n- nights, but most of the time we do have great nights. Now, do y'all have to book people to come no. in to perform, or they no, just, no, they just yeah. show up. It's with just their our customers, art. mainly uh, customers and and friends of customers that, like I said, you know, we we've got folks that come down here from Owensboro, Kentucky, Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, we we've just had a a lot of people that come from long long distances and uh, you know it's and again they're what makes it happen they are the people that make it it's not us they show up here and and they just make great for a great night and not only the the uh, performers but the people that are sitting around you know just enjoying the music you know there's so much fun too because they they're farmers and they're they're all all walks of life, you know, and it's all ages too. Um, but they elderly. come from all over. Well, I was uh, like yeah. like Charles and Joyce. You know, Charles is from Kentucky as well, but he's an old farmer and just. 
fun to talk to. And we had them come as far as Europe. One time we had a guy in here that came from Missouri, and he was sitting by the mantle, and he was so tickled just to be here because he had heard about us. And he said, you probably haven't had them as far as I had come. And I said, where are you from, sir? He said, Missouri. I said, I hate to bust your bubble, but we had them as far as Europe. They even wrote an article about authentic in Europe. No kidding. No. Yeah, we got the article. Yes. What, what Do you recall what country it was? In Europe, no. But I got the article. These people came to Nashville in Grace or perform at the at the Ryman. Mm. And then they went to the Music Hall of Fame. And our son was jamming one Sunday at the station inn. And he approached them and told them, if you ever in, if you ever go a little bit north of Nashville, you'll find a little, little old farmhouse looking type. And we have Friday night bluegrass there. My parents do. So the lady came in one night, and I, I didn't think anything of her. She was a very tall woman with a very strong accent, English accent. Mm -hmm. And then I think less than a month went by, and this guy was in here, and he said, "Did you know that y'all made it in the, in the magazine in Europe?" We didn't have no idea. And he had a search for it, and she wrote about us. Oh, no kidding. It was really cool, though, because she said you could go to the Ryman, I mean, to the Music Hall of Fame and see Dolly, Dolly Parton's, you know, outfits and Elvis Cadillac. But if you go into Authentic, a little north of Nashville, you open up the door, and there's a guy singing a, a broken heart country song mm. <laughs> or so mm -hmm. song. Yeah. It's, 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 it was really cool just to hear that. Well, and it just seems like places like this are few and far between, especially with the bluegrass. You know, bluegrass is one of those things that, you know, we can all come together around music and different yes. genres. But to me, bluegrass is one of those things that I don't care who you are. If you walk in and hear it, it grabs your attention immediately it's we like, like to treat people like their family well it's it's such a different sound altogether mm -hmm. and then as far as the the community that comes along with that you know yes. it is a family type of atmosphere this is with everybody not just music you know right. even just regular customers so how does it work if you have somebody come from like you said owensburg kentucky and then you have another group come from i don't know Portland, for example, and mm -hmm. they come and they're like, well, we wanted to play, and then we wanted to play. No, Will they just it, play it, together? It works, out, it works out real great because they just join in and just jam along with everybody else. Okay. Yes. And we even have children that have come here. Um, the Tri-Star Ramblers. Mm. Have you heard of them? They're from Springfield. They're children. They come in here and perform, too. And we had them performing out in the back patio, too, before. That is, that is really neat. And our thing is, it's a community gathering. You can have your events here. Just give us heads up in advance so we can put it on the calendar. And all we ask in return, you can have your finger foods or cakes, whatever you want to bring. Just let us provide the drinks for you. Hmm. Well, as far as, which I may have just, I just looked up on the wall and saw maximum occupancy, 26 people. <laughs> so I don't want to go there. <laughs> Because, well, do you ever, if it's going to be a big crowd, would you ever transition outside? We, we also have the back patio. Okay. When it's spring and summer, we open it up. We take off the tarts. But in the winter, we have the, the wood stove going and another heater. So it works out real good. I and, mean, and of course, we've got a fireplace yes. right there just to add to the ambiance. It works out that, wonderful. Do y'all have, have a wood stove in here? You it's out no, in the back patio. Wood, yeah, the wood stove's out on the patio. Okay. And we've got a little propane heater too but the wood stove once you get it going it really 
It'll run you out of pretty good. It throws out some heat, yes. Well, well, me, just, I was going to say, too, Miss um, Teresa Johnson just came in and brought some new paintings. That's why I wasn't talking there for a couple of minutes. But uh, we have local artists that bring in stuff and hang. And we, we don't try to profit off of them. We just try to provide a place for them sure. to, you know, make them a little extra money. Um, and this guy, another behind me here is a wood cutting board that uh, Jerry DeWitt made. From Greenbrier. He's a woodworker and does, yeah, Ridgetop. Ridgetop. He, he, uh, he could even make one out of a guitar, you know, design. But, it's but really yeah, cool. So, so that's the kind of thing we want just to promote local people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 there's just not many places that exist anymore around, you know, being in close proximity to Nashville. It's grown a lot. We've had so oh, yeah. many people move here, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we all know too well when the when the old locals, the old timers, start dying out, and land gets divvied up, and <clears throat> houses yeah. built. It just that way of life is lost. So the fact that y'all have this here, providing that people that that long to have that, it's it's really neat what y'all are doing. The the dwelling itself, the, the building. How old is this building? Well, this building's probably somewhere around. Uh, constructed around 1900 I would think uh, this is the old Summy McMurtry farm and there's a picture on the wall up here of, of Mr. Summy and his four sons and um, uh, what what happened actually is my mother she got became a nurse an LPN nurse and and she had three boys and uh, I was the oldest of the three and I was probably about 11 or 12 at the time I'd say about 11 maybe and so she got Miss Miss Ruby, which was Mr. Summy's fourth wife, to babysit us, and and she babysit us here in this house, and back in the back where the bath- bathrooms are now, that used to be the kitchen, but um, I remember one day she made us all some alphabet soup, and we were out playing. She called us in, we sit down, and I'm looking at my soup and I'm stirring it, and there's ants swimming in my soup. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, and I said, Miss Mac, there's 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 some ants in my soup. Good protein. She came up there, she came up there and stirred it and said, Oh, honey, no, that's the meat. Just go ahead. Oh my goodness, never heard that no, one before. But, but no. So anyway, long story short, I try to shorten it up a little bit. Condensed version. Um, Mr. Summy passed away at the age of 96, and Miss Ruby, she got a child's part. There was like. There ended up being seven or so kids, including her, that or where it was divvied up. And my dad and mom um, uh, bought the property. We lived right down here in Jackson Heights, just adjacent to this property. And so we moved up into this house. And so we moved into this house when I was 13. We lived here for about four years before they built a house back behind here. And um, so, you know, I got my first car while we lived here in this house. And I, I tell people that story kind of over and over a lot of times, just tell them about the history. But, but the reason I think the house was built around 1900, of course, the front two rooms were the original front two rooms and then where the um, barista or the coffee counter is um, was the original part of the house. And then there's a couple other rooms behind that where the bathrooms are now. and. Um, I found some newspaper up on the ceiling dated 1934 on, on the back part of the house. So it's kind of a guesstimate 
you know, we really don't know for sure, but somewhere around, I'd say, 1900 or so. Well, Jeff, just the fact that you have that history in this house as a little boy, I had no idea. Yeah. That, that makes it that much more special. Oh, yeah. Now, well, I, I like I said, I got my driver's license here, and the, the bathroom was on the north side of the house. and had, had a pink toilet and a pink bathtub, <laughs> but, but the water would always freeze because they put it on the north side of the house. Mm. But I was excited about that because I would load up about 12 jug, milk jugs, and, and I got to drive up to McMurtry's Grocery. There was a grocery. It's no longer there now, but just like you were talking about earlier about these community uh, stores and, and places uh, of old, McMurtry's Grocery was right up the road, maybe a mile on the left, and, and the McMurtry's, they lived, they, their house was attached to the store, so on the south side of the of the building was their home and in the north side was where the store was and they had a couple gas pumps and uh just real nice folks and i'd, I'd drive get to drive up there and fill up these jugs with water and come back and heat the water up on the stove pour it in the pink bathtub and by the time you get in the tub of course that's a cast iron tub <laughs> oh the water's already cold right. again yeah. well but, then once they got the house built back there this place either stayed empty or it was rented out a few times yeah, it was and rented. then we had stuff storage here this guy that worked for fedex had hurt his back and he sold me his bowflex right so jeff goes you'll never use it and eventually i never did it just got dusty so i asked his mom if i could just store shit here at this one place mm -hmm. so one day she comes up to me she goes hey how about having a yard sale i said that sounds great so as i went to the store and i had it out for sale and i was asking 500 for it right well i come back and it was gone three little spanish guys short guys came by and he said guess what i got rid of it and i said how much did you sell it for she goes 50 dollars <laughs> uh, my heart just sunk when she did that but then not long after that he asked his father for permission if he could open up a coffee shop here so we added the the parking lot and then when he said April's, April Fool's Day that he was going to open up, I said, what, April Fool's Day? I mean, why April Fool's Day? He goes, because if it doesn't work, we could just, you know, use it as a joke, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we have never looked back since, you know. We've been going strong. So in, in 2010, when y'all opened up, was did a lot of work have to be done? Oh, as, yes. As far as the interior? And well, just, you know, basically, um, like in this room we're sitting in, it actually was two rooms, and in the middle of, there was a, a, a partition wall there, and on each side of the wall was a coal-burning fireplace. So that, we it had not been used forever we took it out patched the floor um and the floors are not even level now I mean, it's an old house and the termites it's the original really floors it. yes but my brother there is a fireplace in in the uh, room here that my brother built um and it's an old school wood burning fireplace and you know so we put that in that you know that was not cheap and my brother the family price is higher than than the general Custers. public's price <laughs> most of the time. No, anyway, so we had, we did that, and and of course we had to get permission with the state to, for the entrances and put in culvert, um, the concrete embutments, and and you know it's a lot. It's just a lot to it. But and then it, the wood. It, it took right some there. time. It it took a couple years 
to really pull everything together and mm-hmm. you know we're still working i'm working public work and working on this in the evenings and kind of things like that so it's several hoops to jump when you uh, yeah. want to open up a brick and mortar yes. business it's right. a lot of hoops the good thing through. though the good thing that, that and probably our salvation was the fact that you know we didn't really have a lease or have to pay a monthly rent because you know commercial lease spaces are very expensive mm. and that eats into you know anybody a small business you know when they're when they're, it's, it's tough it's really mm. tough so we've been family we have been yes. blessed in yes. that way be 30 acres here and them living back there and the wood right there is is it cedar right cedar wood it is on the Pat, ma- on the mantle yes on well, the, the mantle wall. the mantle's poplar but to each side of the, oh okay each side is, that uh, came cedar. from our woods one of the trees that we had out in the woods over there at y'all's house mm-hmm. no kidding no kidding oh that's cool <laughs> that is really did, did you use your sawmill to do it didn't you well no, no actually that was before i got my sawmill but there was an old uh, uh gentleman over in uh jolton, jolton. um mr roof and he actually was a, Ger- a german family and mm. it, he had the old school big saw blade you know the circular the, circular saw. yeah he had one of those and he, he sawed it up for me and uh, that was an interesting story too because his family they used to he was like third generation and he worked at Ford Glass Plant but his mm-hmm. his father and his grandfather they they were real woodsmen they would go out and they would they would go to where the trees are with a, and have a canvas tent they'd, they'd live they'd stay on site and live there with their sawmill there and you know and milk do their work men's men it sounds that like incredible stories you know and he had pictures and I, I would look at those those canvas tents and stuff and it's just fascinating oh it that, is well especially when you can take a resource that's grown on your property harvest yes. it and turn it into something a wall where it's you know permanent it's right there yeah. where you get yes. to admire we had a tree. we have a taste of that too oh yeah yeah we've got we had a big cherry tree fall and i had it cut up and that's what i use for my countertops in my house it's just yeah. something sentimental to me. And oh yeah also um clint this right here the chairs ladder back chairs mm-hmm. he learned how to do the weaving on the chairs well what what that is uh, we'll describe it because this is audio i harvest hickory bark and uh, I'll, I'll find old primitive ladder back chairs that, that I, I haven't made the chairs myself. But, you know, there's lots of old primitive chairs that you can find at yard sales in different places. And, um, but the harvesting of the hickory bark is so fascinating to me. It's an old Appalachian uh, skill as well. It's a dying art, yeah. yeah. And I, I went to MTSU. I actually had to go twice. It was, a, it was an off-campus uh, course. I had to go the second time to because I forgot the weave pattern. But, but anyway, briefly I'll tell you, from from May the fifteenth to the end of June, you have six weeks while the photosynthesis is full and and uh, the sap's coming up in the tree. So you're actually going to be taking a live tree, and we take one that's anywhere from ten to twelve inches in diameter at base, maybe fourteen, but no bigger than that. And you want one that's um, nice and straight with not a lot of limbs because everywhere there's a limb you got a knot that you have to go around it, does it have to be like scaly bark hickory trees well or? scaly bark is excellent it's probably but no you can use there's several different varieties of hickory but the scaly bark really works well and that's what i i did this past year i did a, a gentleman out here off of newhall road gave me a cedar uh, gave me a, a hickory tree a hickory i'm sorry and 
and uh, I I don't waste any of it. I, the scaly bark, I've, I'm still using the scaly bark I pulled off of it to start my fires with here. <laughs> but what you pull, you get to use the old draw knives and you scrape the scaly bark off and you get down to kind of the inner bark and you want your bark to be approximately an eighth of an inch thick. And again, the longer the log that you cut, the more material, material you get. So this was approximately 28 to 30 foot long log. And I bring it over here. I've got a couple stands. I set it on out here on the patio, and uh, just takes a couple of days. But we've had some classes here. Where we've offered mm. it to, for people to come yes. provide lunch. You can come out if you have a chair, bring it. You know, it might be your grandpa's chair. That's, and a lot of times that's what it is. Is people, well, you know, I've got my old grandpa's chair, and I've always wanted to, you know, recondition it and fix it up. And so that's it's something it's fun to do, but you really can't do it professionally because if you if you include your man hours and all there's just it's just unaffordable you know but but it's really fun and they're we, good picking chairs yeah it's uh well, it, as far as a hobby and bringing back an old lost art and the fact that you went and took classes on that's pretty cool it's fun <laughs> and i'd love to sh- share it with other people too but and the reason that it kind of gets back i've got pictures in here of, there's my grandma and grandfather my grandmother up there, she, she, uh, she had some chairs like this, but she had the old twine bottoms, mm-hmm. or they put cloth in them, just anything they had, yeah. you know. But she did have one that was hickory, and I, it was fascinating to me as a kid. So when I got the opportunity to learn it, it, it was just like something I, I really, I, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's like it's something that you know. You wish you could bring them back and show them and talk to them about it yeah. and get their insights, yeah. you know. And it just, it, it, it's something really, really special. And I think, you know, it would be nice for anybody, everybody listening now, hey, we need to get back to this kind of thing with our kids and our families and, you know, just uh, togetherness. And that's where it's really what it's all about. You know, we live in a world now where everybody's kind of isolated from each other. Yeah. You know, and we try to be authentic here. Well, and you know, I understand the temptation to want to isolate. I, I do, certainly, yeah. I, I do certainly too. do. But we, we're the Lord did not design us to no. be. It's not good for you to do. Mm-hmm. You, no. you need. We are. We are. We want to be in fellowship with each other. It's just a natural inclination, but. It's hard to find people you have things in common with. And you don't have to have anything in common with necessarily, but if you're kind and warm, yeah. which y'all are, and you're providing no. this dwelling for people to come and, and well, share in that. It's just like the chairs, man. Offering a class to do that, yeah. you're not going to well, find I, that. Well, I had ulterior motives, so if I can get these guinea pigs to... To scrape this bark off for me, hey! <laughs> no, that no, was a challenge, no, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, seriously though. I mean, you know, we work together, and you know, I've got I've got material out in my barn now. I've got I, I harvested this one this year by myself. Because, you know, I didn't get the word out in time actually, but but um, I got 22 coils right now up in my in my bedroom there at the house, and. Uh, all you do after you roll them up, they dry, air dry out. You throw a couple of them in a buck, a five-gallon bucket for 24 hours, soaking in water, and then you can sit around the fire in the winter time. And really, that's what the old timers did anyway, because in May to the, from the middle of May to the end of June, you know that's a lot of their planning and stuff mm-hmm. that they had to do otherwise. So they they'd fit in this 
scraping the bark and getting putting their material up and then come winter time when there's nothing else you can do outside you're sitting around the fire weaving a chair bottom or basket or whatever they're using their hands doing something and it wasn't to, Always, it wasn't yes. to, to look at the screen and that <laughs> kind of right. thing you know I, yeah. I just think people were mentally better off for it oh back then. definitely i hear it hasn't been a new year's resolution for me but here this past week or a few days i've just been not listening to the radio mm. and and not worrying about what's going on in ukraine or uh israel or gaza or any of those places you know and just just kind of um i went up in the woods a couple of days when you first called me uh, i was up there cut, by the creek you know, cutting picking up some branches and just and just having some me time and it's really it's, it's really nice it really is well, man. and I, I think uh we kind of did the same thing similar with tv as far as with our little kids because yeah. it's easy just to cut the tv on and let the tv babysit them sometime and you do something else in the room but we noticed after you cut it off they have a hard time with it. it's like they have a hard time regulating so we said you know what we're gonna not a resolution but we're gonna let's experiment let's cut out tv for a week and just see how it what the house feels like what mm-hmm. the what the temperature of the house is and by gosh it's made a difference as far as just a calmness in the room right as far yes. as just them instead of wanting to watch one of their shows you know, we got them some antique metal tractors for Christmas. That's or so cool. Or they can play with each other. Yes, they yes. Just, they just, that's what we did as kids. You know, we were outside playing. We had a, we were had had forts. We we call them forts, but we mm-hmm. were just in the in the woods. You know, had some skinny trees around us, but that was our fort. It's so easy to fall into a pattern of this new world we live in and forget about building forts and just being out in the woods. And just, I, my phone died yesterday, and I didn't take it with me. Yeah. To, to, to do some things with the cows. And just the fact that nobody can contact me. I don't get the news. I don't know it's what's nice. going on. Oh, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah. but, but again, I just go back to the fact that y'all are providing that um, that taste of that past way of life here for people. It's just it's very attractive and it's very authentic. Well, thank just you. Like that, yeah, hey, and we want to invite everybody to come out. Look, <clears> just come and see it. Now, we're actually on... The Sumner County side of Highway 31W. We're just over here. We are in Sumner County, but but Robertson County is our home. We love it. Is we love Robertson County, and and, and it's not just coffee we have here. We're, we've got food items too. I've got tamales. Tamales are just whenever I do run out and I get more because it's a lot of work to make those things. Uh, and what we tell customers when you see the banner out by the row. That's when the tamales are in. Come and get them. Come and get them. Yes. Why they last. And then until next fried fried bologna. Yes. Man, I smoked this place up this morning inside here. (laughs) You never know what bologna is going to do. Sometimes it cooks really good. We start off with some bacon, you know, get some bacon grease in the skillet and then, and then slice up and put the bologna in. um, But, but some bologna cooks better than others. And some of it was, I've been accused of trying to smoke people out of here. It's temperamental. Yeah. And yeah, we have a lady is. named it Sherry but it's good. Donaldson that also bakes for us and brings paste, fresh pastries every Friday morning, besides the banana and pumpkin bread that we do here. Well, y'all have got a wonderful thing going here. Thank you. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed, truly, that I haven't been out here yet, but I've had several people just 
brag and go on and on. We give the customers credit. We appreciate credit. you, Clint. Yeah. And Thank you for, for supporting us. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. To yes. Talk. What, what do y'all enjoy about it the most? Customers, I do. Just, just, I'm, a, I'm a people person. Just the interaction with yes, people. And I, yes. And I can't imagine, y'all say the friends that you've made, but truly, uh, I'm sure it's become like a like a big family. It has. It, yeah. It is. And we've been put in a position, I mean, it's really a blessing, but... You know, we're we're nobody. We're we're just ordinary people. You know, really seriously. And we are. But we've been, you know. And being from Austin, Texas, and and just opening up a business like this, to me, I feel home with the customers, and they treat me like part of my, you know, being part of my family. Right. And I love that. Right. Because you're because I'm not that close to my family back home. Sure. Coming from a large family. I mean, I am close to them but not always there with them and the, not in the physical sense exactly you know, so, yes so having this here having this community it's yes a, and y'all can find us on facebook under authentic coffee company not shop coffee company and also on the google search bar and we have a lot of people that are just passing by coming from another state they stop here because they search just on the mm-hmm. silver spoon google search bar that's how they know about us. You know, the technology, it's a wonderful thing for business in that mm-hmm. way, but at the same yeah. time, it's good to get away from it and get out yes. and, and right. pull bark off hickory tree. So yeah. it's, it's twofold there. You and if you don't want to do that, it. we do have Wi-Fi. So. Right. Yes. Wi-Fi. So <laughs> yeah. if you want to come in here and work, if you work remote. They do yes. that too, yes. They do. It's free Wi-Fi. Um, and and the thing that is a blessing to me is having women's having their ministry and coming here on Saturdays like, the third or fourth Saturday and just have a big gathering on Saturday mornings here to All me t- to yes. glorify the Lord, Lord yes yeah. and putting him first yeah. yes it's, it's really a wonderful thing and that's what we're all about you know well thank you for what you do yes and we appreciate I'm glad to be your neighbor and you know hope to be be neighbors and help help any way we can the feeling is mutual yeah. I appreciate y'all appreciate y'all taking time to do this and um Again, y'all, any 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 way we can help out or promote, you know, we want to do that because there's this is a rare gem that you don't find much anymore. Well, thank you. So y'all are doing an excellent job, and again, appreciate y'all taking the time. Thank you, Clinton. Y'all uh, appreciate you listening. Be sure to tune in next week for another grazing podcast episode. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Grazing Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and come pay us a visit at Robertson Sheetham Farmers Co-op.